The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory, Glory to you, Lord. O Lord. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today we celebrate the great Feast of the Ascension, and sometimes this feast gets a little overshadowed by the two feasts that surround it, Easter on the one hand and then Pentecost. But the Ascension has some great benefits for us. First of all, Jesus goes into heaven. He is the forerunner, the prototype for us to follow. When someone, let's say, centuries ago discovered a new land, they would plant a flag or a marker saying that now this has been discovered. More recently, the Apollo 11 mission, when it landed on the moon, the first thing Neil Armstrong did was he planted a flag indicating the great leap that humanity had made going outside its own planet to land on another celestial body. In his famous words, this is a small step for man, but a giant leap for mankind pales in comparison with what Jesus did at the Ascension. Because Jesus goes not only to heaven in his divinity, but he takes our humanity with him. When he was incarnated, he took on our flesh. And now for the first time, humanity is planted firmly in heaven, in the Ascension. When he sits down at the right hand of the Father, our humanity there is established. And where Jesus is, we hope to follow. In fact, he makes that promise in the Last Supper, Holy Thursday, come true. He told his apostles and us, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. And if it were not so, I would have told you. But I go ahead of you, and I prepare a place for you so that where I am, there you may follow. And you know the way to the place where I'm going. Doubting Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus replied, I am the way and the truth and the life. Whoever follows me will come to my Father. So that's very encouraging for us. It gives us great hope. Even though things may be going haywire here on earth, in the culture, maybe in our lives, certainly in the church at times, and we get discouraged, nevertheless, we have this great hope. There's an eternal dimension to our lives. Death is not the end. Christ has taken our humanity to heaven. And in fact, he has made a home for us, a true home. And until we get there, although we do have a place to inhabit here on earth, we're merely renting. Our true home is in heaven. That's the first point. Second point is, yes, Jesus takes our humanity, but it's his actual sacrificial flesh. Because when he rose from the dead, he didn't wipe away his wounds. 
we know he showed them to Doubting Thomas. So he brings that into heaven, which is a very significant point because it means that that sacrifice, once and for all on the cross, has now been given a status in heaven where it will continue Jesus offering himself on our behalf until the end of time. Jesus pleads our cause. He is our intercessor. He's praying for us. And that's very powerful. So again, it gives us hope. We have a high priest in the throne room of heaven. There's a heavenly liturgy going on, which means what we're doing here has great significance because this liturgy, this holy sacrifice of the Mass, is a participation in what's going on in heaven because Jesus is there as our high priest which makes this very significant because now we can bring our sacrifices, our offerings with us to this Mass, our intentions, our sufferings, our hopes and joys, put them on the altar, offer them to the Father in union with Christ's sacrifice in heaven with all the angels and saints. Finally, Jesus goes to heaven in the ascension because he knows we need to experience him more intimately while he walked on the earth, he could only be in one place at one time. If he was in Jerusalem preaching, he couldn't be in Jericho at the same time. So he's limited. Now, because he went to heaven in his glorified humanity, he and the Father send the Holy Spirit, which we will celebrate next Sunday at Pentecost. Now the Holy Spirit is in us, intimately in us, if we open our hearts to it. This is brought out very clearly in the gospel today from Matthew chapter 28. Notice what Jesus is doing here. He's giving the Great Commission. He sends his 11 disciples to Galilee, and when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Doesn't that describe us? We believe in God. We're here worshipping, but sometimes we doubt, especially when things go in a different direction that we want them to go. Nevertheless, Jesus sends them on to say, go make disciples of all nations, even in your frailty and your doubts, because I am with you. Remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Those words, I am with you, are very important right through the whole Bible. Anytime God has a very important mission for a person, says, go and do what I'm asking, almost always, the person backs away feels very inadequate, fearful, and says, I'm not able to do that. So, for example, Moses hears the voice from the burning bush, God speaking, go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. All of Israel in captivity. Moses is supposed to convince Pharaoh of this. Naturally, Moses says, Pharaoh's not going to listen to me. I'm nobody, and I can barely speak. And then God says, but I will be with you. That makes all the difference. Moses goes, the rest is history, Israel is freed. Gideon in the book of Judges, again, God speaking through an angel, go and raise up an army, defeat the enemies of Israel. Gideon says, well, my tribe is the least of all of Israel, and I'm the least in my tribe. What's the response? But I am with you. Gideon does what he's asked, the victory is his. Jeremiah is a very young man, probably a teenager, when God asks him to preach a message of repentance to a very rebellious Israel. He doesn't want to do it. He says, I'm just a boy, too young 
I don't know how to speak. No one's going to listen to me. God says, I will be with you. The most obvious example is in the New Testament when the angel Gabriel comes to the Blessed Virgin Mary with that very important mission. And what does the angel say? Right at the beginning, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. We pray that every time we pray the Hail Mary. That's why Mary was able to say, Let it be done to me according to your word, because you are with me. That's what he's saying to his apostles. That's what he's saying to us. We all have been given many gifts. Again, when Jesus goes to heaven in the ascension, through the Holy Spirit, he pours out charisms and gifts to each one of us. Some musically inclined, some hospitality, others administration. There's dozens of different ways we can serve God and each other. But there's that natural tendency for us to say, someone else can do that. I don't have the time. I'm tired, I, and then there's a whole list of things. When we feel ourselves backing away, we should always hear those words in our ears. But I am with you, God speaking. I am with you. And he is. He's in us through the sacraments. And today we are going to celebrate one of the most beautiful, the most beautiful sacrament, of the Eucharist, First Holy Communion. Emily is here with her family, and Emily is going to receive, for the very first time, Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And we are all here to say congratulations, because we know, as a church, what it means to have God not just with us, but in us. When we say, yes, I'll do what you ask because I know you are with me. That's going to make the difference in all of our lives and in this parish. You can imagine if every one of us believed truly down to the core of who we are, that God is calling us to be involved, whether as a lector, altar server, in the choir, in any way God wants. And we say, yes, I will do that because God is with me. What a tremendous of music we would be able to bring to God. Beautiful symphony, all of the gifts operating. That's what the Ascension is doing for us. It's giving us this great hope, this great gift. God is with us. Let us say yes, because I know God is with me. <laughs>